0: I need to bring in the king of Hoops Media, not the king of the court like LeBron, but the king of Hoops Media, Scoop Jackson, ESPNChicago.com. He joins us. Hey, before we get to the finals, your thoughts on Williams and the reported $100 million deal to take over as the Pistons head coach?
1: You know what? I I think it shows that Detroit is serious, that, you know, uh, they're not, they're tired of, you know, meandering around not in the Eastern Conference, but held in the Central Division, you know, uh, about being an afterthought, uh, and that they have, you know, I think the necessary parts that are in place and they're young enough for them to build around somebody like Coach Williams that can be impressionable on them and get them to a level of professionalism that at least in the next couple of years they may be able to, you know, be that eighth seed that we're watching Miami you know, become right in front of our eyes, even though Miami's not necessarily an A-C team, but they are one. And you've seen, you know, even with the plan, they were able to make a run to the finals. So uh, not that we're putting that on the Pistons, but I think, you know, it shows that, hey, we we like the core we have around us, the core is young. We need somebody to lead them until we get that on-the-court leader, you know, who could be the coach on the floor. But we need to be serious about who that leader is you know, directing these young men. And I think, you know, that's that's all there is to really say about that. And it's a beautiful thing because you don't see it a lot in sports. And it says a lot about the front office and the ownership to me uh, in Detroit because it does let you know that they're taking this thing seriously.
0: That's why I've said about Draymond, and again, with Myers out, with Golden State, maybe he's out because – uh, they're going to go in a different direction. Maybe they're going to blow this thing up and, you know, keep Steph and move on. And maybe Clay and, you know, dream on with his Michigan State roots, his state of Michigan uh, upbringing in the Saginaw area on the yeah. east side. And he'd be the type of guy, man, if you if you threw him a deal and what yeah. he would bring. Yeah, I know his skills aren't the same they were, but he's been there, done that. He'd be fiery. He's that leader on the floor, uh, yeah. on the plane, in the locker room. When you know, because teams win when they have leaders. Yeah, you need a great coach, and we'll get to Riley and Spoolstra and what uh, they did in winning the East, and you know, saying, "Hey, we're not flying to Miami. We're flying to Denver," and told the team that before the game, which I think is awesome. But you need that leader, and that's what's missing from the Pistons. Yeah, they have great yeah, young talent. Nope, nobody has that young talent. Even even Memphis. Memphis was looking for a leader, and we talked about Ja last time, Scoop. But yeah. man, if they could get Draymond to come to Detroit to finish his NBA career, had, come on.
1: Yeah, you and I had that conversation. We had the conversation about him coming there. You I know. know. Um, and this is before the Monty Williams things. But even if you add that to the, you know, to the fold that you get Monty there and you get someone like Draymond there. Who you know is is that is is that second voice, that secondary voice, and until they figured out that the you know particular lead player becomes the leader of the team, I think Draymond would be perfect. That'll be the beautiful heaven and hell that the Pistons need, you know. And we're talking about a team that what did they win seventeen or nineteen games last year? I can't remember, but you know we're talking about just getting to possibly twenty nine thirty. Right now, that that's the immediate goal. Right, we got to get to twenty nine thirty games. And then a year after that, you're looking to get into that 35, 38 conversation. Because that, at that point, may get you close to being in the plane. And that's all you really want. You know, and then, you know, you figure out as it goes along. Yes, you got the fifth pick in the draft. You know, and there's no guarantee that the first four picks are going to be better than where you get the fifth pick. Especially if that person fits into what you're trying to do. You start plugging in holes with young players about, all right, we have this, we have that. Like you don't want a second, you know, Jaden Ivory. You don't want a second K Cunningham. You want somebody in the draft now that you haven't gotten to fill in that hole. You don't want, you know, you don't want another Durant. You know, you want somebody. all right, what are we missing from this young core? And then, like I said, you add a veteran like a Draymond that fills in a whole bunch of holes, and not all of them. You know, but is 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 that voice? Is that mind? He will. He will teach them over the course of a season or two how to win the games that they are losing. And that becomes important, you know, when you're trying to get from, whatever, 17 to 30. And that's going to be important for you to get to 30 to 38. You know, so I I think it's all set up, but it goes back to what I said from the beginning. You have to respect the fact that they are, as an organization, taking this seriously. And that's what this first move with money is. It's like, no, we're serious. We're not playing around anymore. You know, it's going to take years for us to get to the Riley and, 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 and his foster stage, you know, uh, it's to, and, and unless, unless Kawhi Leonard falls in our lap or somebody like him, and this is going to take us a while to get to the Nick Nurse stage. You know, but for right now, you know, money we're spending and investment we're making on this particular guy, we're showing you that we are serious about making a turnaround with this organization. And, Bill, you've been around this as long as I have, probably longer. I'm not trying to put a date on you or anything, but probably longer. And you know this doesn't happen too often in sports. It really doesn't.
0: His name is Scoop Jackson, ESPNChicago.com. Yeah. Man, I, I I look at everything, and, you know, again, they're young, and you, you go Cunningham, Ivy, uh, you look at Duran. you look at the the fifth pick, which this isn't uh, real sexy. NBA draft after the top coming up uh, in June. But I like where they're going. Duren is another guy. They got, I think they're the youngest team in the NBA, but they need a couple veterans. We'll see what happens there. But a a wonderful move by Tom Gores, uh, the owner. Uh, Let's move on. Let's talk about uh, Miami. You know, I was just talking with Anthony Clark, another one of our NBA insiders who will join us later. And I'm like, you know, has Miami hit the wall you know, I thought about that when they lost, um, you know, three in a row, and then Game Seven, yeah. they they got it back. Uh, what 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 are you feeling right now? Your vibe on Denver and Miami in the NBA Finals?
1: It's it's really simple to me, and I, I never thought about it that way. And I'm glad you said it because I'm not have to rethink it whether they hit a wall or not. And that may be true. Maybe they hit a wall um, because of what they're doing and how numerically they were overachieving. Um, but that's a whole other thing. But right now, my answer is very easy to that. The first, it's a one and a one a. The one is Bam out of Bow gonna show up. Bam has not played any type of thing close to Bam basketball since Game Two of the Boston series. He has totally like disappeared. So if he shows up, we might have a series and Miami has a chance. But he has to show up and. You just have to show up, you know. And but the one A in that is Jimmy Butler has to be consistent. You know, if if you're that player and that dude on that squad, and and you know you 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 know the media is owning up to your owning owning your nickname. One of you are being a There's a such thing as a playoff game. You can't have multiple games in series where you are, you you also disappear. Well, I don't want to say disappear, where you check out. And if you look at that series against Boston, he had three games in the seven-game series where he wasn't really there, where he disappeared. And if you look at even that Knicks series, the last two games of that series, if that's not playoff Jimmy. That team is not built enough for him to not appear in almost every game of the series. So to me, that's the one-in-one-a of how this series is going to go. If Bam does not show up in Bam form, you know, when we're talking about him the way we, we should be talking about him is one of the four best centers in the game, which he has the capability of being on both ends of the floor and showing something to uh, Nicola that he hasn't seen yet, which he has the ability to do, even after he played Anthony Davis, then they have a chance. And on top of that, Jimmy has to... Jimmy, we can give Jimmy one game it really depends on what that game is. When he's not playing, you know, that Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Michael Jordan, Robert Horry, Tim Duncan, Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant level. You know, we can't look at him and say, well, you know, he doesn't have the players around him. And Jimmy knows that team relies on him to win games. He knows that it's on him. Him, only him, as to whether they're going to not only win series but win games against teams at this level. So he can't have another, you know, 7 foot 25 or 5. You know, he can't shoot under 43% in games. And he can't have, to have games, close out games or games where they need to win when he only takes 12 shots. You know, he can't check out. He can't do that in this series. And the problem with that is that we've actually seen both of those things happen over the last two series. And Miami is still
0: standing. But against this team, none of that can happen here. Scoop Jackson, ESPN, Chicago.com, NBA insider, one of the best in the business, talking NBA finals. We just discussed Monty Williams as a new Pistons head coach. You know, Jimmy Butler, you you talk about a guy who has skyrocketed off this postseason and this playoff run. Uh, the, The dude is just money. It's it's amazing to watch him, and I know in our conversation with a lot of different people that I've had in the last couple of weeks are like, where did this guy come from? And
1: I would, yeah, I've been in Chicago, so I've been able to watch him since he was in Milwaukee and watch him do what he did here in Chicago and build up, build up his resume under Tom Thibodeau. And while, I'm not really I, did you say amazing or whatever words you use to describe him? Um, to me, it's equally frustrating. You know, because to me, we talk about this dude as if he has at least one ring on his finger, which he doesn't have. You know, we to me, I think Jimmy is an amazing player, but I you know, I don't want to say we in the media tend to overvalue. I think we're over-fascinated by him, but what he does at times. You know, I'm not going to say he's as inconsistent as uh, uh, Jason Tatum or, 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 or James Harden. You know, um, or as we've seen, you know, as an NBA, or hell, even somebody else who's showing a little bit of inconsistency, but maybe not to their level as a um, Devin Booker. But let's not get on the thing where Jimmy Butler is great and fascinating and he's, uh, you know, amazing, this that, and the other. And one, he, he, ha- he doesn't have one yet. And two, he still shows inconsistencies in trying to get that. You can't, again, man, I'm not, I'm, I agree with you, there, there's fascination there, but there's also frustration. Because he needs to be consistent, because that's what greatness is all about. I don't care what we you can have one good day and the other, and that makes you good. But the goats and the greats are determined by consistency, man. And especially if you're that dude on that team. And, Bill, you know this because you are in Detroit. You watch the model, the, the, the straight-up model of great consistency in Chelsea Billups. He didn't have to do what Michael Jordan did. He didn't have to do with Shaq and Cole. You know, he had to but damn if he wasn't consistent. Damn if he wasn't dependable. Damn if he didn't know where he was gonna get. And damn if he and he also understood the same thing that Jimmy understands, but Jimmy's just not consistent doing it, that this team rise or dies in playoff series on how I play. So I hear you, yes, he is fascinating, but for me, somebody who's watched him since he got into the league. It's over the years become frustrating because you know what he's capable of, and for him not to do it consistently, it, it, it's frustrating.
0: Scoot Jackson, ESP in Chicago. So, uh, before I let you go, how many games? You know, I'm thinking Denver. Uh, sometimes the rest is good for you, sometimes it takes away your mojo. Miami sky high after winning game seven in Boston. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm sitting here going back and forth. How, how do you bet against the Heat right now? But I, I kind of feel Denver in six.
1: Yeah, if I had to put a number on, I'm probably leaning closer towards that. But once again, everything in my mind falls on what I just got through talking about. You know, if we look at games one and two and it's on the road and like Bam has, you know, 15 and eight. and gets in foul trouble or, you know, Bam Bam basically is not scoring 20 and, 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 and. Defending Djokovic at a high level, then this thing could be over in three. (laughs) You know, they may not even want to even play the the fourth game. You know, so I I say this: I think that Denver is going to come into this thing, and the rest is only going to work against them in the first quarter. Only because I think they have been waiting as long as any team has to win a championship. In their minds, I think they've had these championship dreams and aspirations, realistically, for at least four years. You know what I'm saying? But it's been injuries for the most part that in their minds has stopped them from holding up the the crown. This is the first time they've actually been healthy. So I think the rest is going to take away that anxiety that they would have come into a game – had they, you know, had Miami swept Boston, they would have been so anxious to get out there because they we've been waiting on this, waiting on this, waiting on this. I think this rest actually has helped them to calm down and get back to a sense of normalcy. Like, oh, no, no, we're good now. We got the angst out in practice. You know, we know it's been four years, but now we can treat this you know, as, as a separation with everything else, this isn't really us four years getting into it, so the anxiety's gone. This is us is going up against a team who is trying to make history as an A.C. and, and get to the finals, and we'll be damned if we're going to let that happen on our watch. You know, so I think they'll settle after the first quarter. And once they settle, if Miami's not playing some of the best basketball they played so far in these playoffs, and to your point, like you said earlier, if they have not yet hit a wall, if having to go seven the way they did against Boston does not force that wall to hit them early, you know, then they got a chance to do something. But if it does, you know, I I think six is a safe number, if not five. I think six is a safe number. So I, I, I'll align with you and go six. But don't ask if I have
0: money on put on it. Man, you, you aligned with me and also called me an old man all in the same interview, Scoop. I <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a old man, too. And we're we, friends. We're friends from old-school slam magazine days back right, in Chicago. Right, that's
1: what I'm saying. Yeah, we go, we, we go back. We go back like, you know. Old-school.
0: Um, we're like, at my, I tell you, in the last dance, there should have been an episode about you and me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, nah, man, we go back like Derek White's hairline, man. We go back back.
0: Man, we're like, we're like McCartney and Jackson. We're like uh, Ebony and Ivory. I mean, we're... We we are we're, we're like a we're like a duo one of the greatest duos ever in media history. I don't know if I put McCartney and Jackson as right. one of the greatest duos in history. Ten feet of Brown, you baby. Ten I gotta go. go McHale. I'll, I'll go Bird and Magic. Bird and Magic. There you go. I'll go Bird and Magic. Michael and Paxson. Michael and Steve Kerr. Tony Kukoc. Go. I'm like Tony Kukoc. You're MJ. Heyday back at the stadium.
1: No, 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 no. I'm a, I'm more like Scotty. I'm gonna hate on the whole thing later. Oh,
0: though, Scotty saying <laughs> that Michael wasn't that good. What the? My first Definitely. thought. Was, my first thought when I heard Scotty Pippen say that about Jordan? Did he fall down some stairs or something?
1: And yeah, Scotty, uh, you know. It, you know what bothers me, and I know we can get off after this, but the thing that bothers me the most is that Scotty's a, a good friend of mine. I love Scotty, but I'm really disappointed in this. The thing that bothers me is if you really felt this way, and you harbored these feelings, you know, after you got through playing. Why the hell did you ask Michael to introduce you in, in, into the Hall of Fame? See, that's my problem. Is that if you really, really felt that way about what was going on while you were playing, he wouldn't have been the person that you asked to introduce you into the Hall of Fame. But he asked Michael to introduce you in the Hall of Fame. And that's the greatest, greatest, greatest moment in your professional career. And the dude who had all the problems with that, you know what I'm saying? All the problems with that then, you still find a way to
0: Thank you. All right, Scoop. I think I'm I'm losing you. We got a bad connection. We'll talk later, Scoop. I think he was probably driving through. Does Chicago have any tunnels? No, they don't. <laughs> uh, it's that white noise, man. I'm telling you.